I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have yet again taken control of the airwaves, or indeed the hardcores. This is Casually Hardcore Live on Alpha Geek Radio, www.alphageekradio.com. For Sunday, the 3rd of, oh my god, March, when did that happen? 2013. This is Casually Hardcore, or possibly Hardcore. Hardcore. Four, I am Nowise. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. And these two, I'm, I'm, when I edit your episode from last week, I haven't even listened to it yet, but I already picked the name, which will be Hardcore Hardcore. Hardcore Hardcore. <laughs> hard. <laughs> just, just hard. Just hard. You, you bring in the core. <laughs> Keep the core to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome. Thank you both for doing your very first on your own show. Yep. Yes, and you're giving us a tribute by not having background music just like we did last week. I hear, oh, I hear it. It's there. It's very faint. You're Is going, it? There. You're going yeah. deep. Yep. Yeah. And then it was a kind of silence. I know, exactly. Listen to I it. don't Listen hear it. anything. It's there. Trust us. It, it, yeah. it comes out more solidly in the archives. Oh. The no background music was just a special flair. Oh. You always <laughs> be able to tell when Grail is running the ring. It was one of the 13 pieces. Anyway. <laughs> so, how was that experience? Oh, it was good. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. no, no issues at all. Um, yeah, I don't know what the, you know, it was just a normal show, really, for us. Just from your own living room yeah. instead of my living room. Yeah. Which was weird. Everything worked uh, as intended. You know, the copious scrawled notes I took on how to do stuff worked fine. We were able to hand it off to Emperor after we were done. Mm-hmm. It all went well. Now, the important question now for the IRC is, are they lying? <laughs> <laughs> what? It was all right. It's weird just having the two of us. Yeah, yeah. And it's it was obviously a different show yeah. with just two. Though two or three has been the norm now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Biomed Al- Alchemist has your back. That's so. right. <laughs> well, that and, and it's like, so what have you been up to this week? Well, mm, we've been together all week. So yeah, exactly. you kind of know what I've been up to. There's no suspense or surprises happening. No, no, is not there? really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, whereas, and of course, then Gnome leaves us. Of course. So we can just go right back into that dynamic. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Now, I had a great experience this week, which uh, we talked about obviously on Saturday night, where we were, my group of folks that I play Mech Warrior with, uh, we were playing Friday night, I believe. Yeah, it was Friday night. We were uh, dropped four of us. And we get into a game, and somebody on the other team immediately goes, hey, you're live right now on Twitch TV. And it turns out it was one of the No Guts, No Glory 
uh, Piranha Games, who is the publisher for MechWare Online, like their channel, their guy who does all the streaming for them was running a Lance, basically, four-player drop uh, and f- recording our game. So we're like, yeah. oh, okay, this is cool. So we play and we pretty much stomp them. I mean, it was like, yeah, we're like, oh, that was awesome. And then at the end of the game, like MegaWare Online overall, the community is pretty nice. They all, good game, good luck, have fun. Our son goes, suck it. (laughs) (laughs) To them. Like right at the very end. Oh, God. Making us proud, right? So we ended up going back (laughs) and... uh, and watching the video of it, and so we got to see the game from their perspective. And it was really, it was definitely interesting to watch that because we basically saw one of my friends who was piloting a really light mech called Raven. Uh, he ran out with one of our big heavy mechs, an Atlas, and actually engaged that group of four players, which bought us the time to pretty much crush his uh, the other uh, team. And then they rolled around, and when they when they're doing the commentary, they actually called out my call sign on it. Because yep. I killed a guy. He was like, oh, I was killed by Loden. And I'm like, that's right. <laughs> ah, so it was funny. They were like, wow, yeah, well, that's the way it goes. And then I watched that same group play the next map, and they did really, really well. So, I mean, it was it was pretty satisfying for they me. They just weren't as good as you guys. Just wasn't as good as us. <laughs> and our son is amazing at that game. Yeah, Whatever he's he plays, annoying. he's just... Yeah, picks we, up fast. He pl- picks a mech that normally you go, oh, that mech sucks. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll show you if it sucks. <laughs> I mean, he does have a tendency to go rogue squadron, so he'll just run off by himself, which for most people is an instant death sentence. And there are games where he dies pretty fast, but a lot of times he runs, and God help you if he's in a light mech, he is annoying. <laughs> yep. So, but that was fun. Yeah. They were all excited about it, and of course, we were all embarrassed about it. <laughs> yeah, we were like, yeah, it was great. So, did that, and we actually, you know, as we talked about last weekend, uh, we followed up Star Wars, more role playing in that universe. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. I, again, the dice just still take some time getting used to, but yeah. Um, Success and advantage symbols for you have been yeah, a challenge. Seriously. <laughs> okay, so the triangles got it. The stars and the triangles yeah, cancel each other out. And then, yeah. That's oh, the marriage. Oh, God. So, yeah, we had our, our friend of ours actually ran the second part. Uh, they have a downloadable adventure, which continues the box set. Uh, and it's a much longer adventure. This one actually has like three acts almost to it. And I think we got maybe through the first act. I don't know exactly where we, we went through. but I think you said we got through the first act, yeah. Yeah, and, and that again. Was the, that was the air battle. Yeah, and we were space battle. kind of still learning the rules, so we had some issues with the air battle where we're hitting this small <laughs> one-man starfighter. We're basically in a Millennium Falcon clone ship, obviously yeah. not as fast. It's not running the uh, doing the Kessel Run and maybe in... 10 years i don't know the thing's pretty slow it's pretty beat up and we just came from a battle so it's not up to snuff right now and but it does have two gun turrets it does have two gun turrets and i'm supposed to be amazing at gunnery so i am shooting at this little tiny ship and i'm getting three successes and three advantages and i'm like yes and he's and then our friend's like oh okay well it pinks off the ship i'm like oh my god i only have four dice i can't get more successes i mean what (laughs) What do I possibly do? What do I, who do you have to sleep with to yeah, kill this ship yeah. over here? Because we were like, man, this thing had like deflector shields. Is it just 
you know Darth Vader in that is, ship? Yeah, What's that, going the on? Force being used on it, and then finally, like we get like round eight of this combat, and he finally goes, "Oh, wait a second! It's not just successes that do damage. Like there's a base damage for the gun." We're like, yes, he's like, "Oh, yeah, you guys shoot that thing down in like two turns." <laughs> So, but we got to do a lot of rolling, so I yeah. guess that was it's always something. True. I was starting to get a little depressed with gunnery <laughs> skills. I was going to have to go drink off my my depression. It was horrible. That's right. So, yeah, it was, it, it's an interesting game. So this one looks like it'll probably take us about three sessions to get through that, which hopefully will bridge right into the actual book to come out, which is due out this spring. And, you know, obviously it gives you the rules for how to create characters, how to do everything. There's some posts on the forums. You can tell they've definitely released some beta copies of stuff. But I'm really excited for the main thing because I want to make my own character. Yeah. I mean, even though I do like the pre-made yeah. bounty hunter character, she's pretty good. But, yeah, I would really love to make my own character. Yeah. I've never been one for those. Uh, Just hand me the, the sheet. Well, and... yeah, and the little te- tentacle girls. I'm not, oh, the Twi'leks. The Twi'leks, yeah. yeah they, they don't do it for me. So Tentacle girls? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, little head things. Yeah. My that's what the little uh, head thing. Okay, is it a technical <laughs> term. Right. That is the technical term, actually. I remember that they in um that's in the MMO Star Wars. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually gave a name. Swator. Swator. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's a name the Lava. Because yeah. she, the, the character would always have make comments about getting them buffed or massaged. Or right, yeah. right, right. That's her, that's her flavor text. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a big deal. Apparently, though, they're little. Yeah, yeah. Erogenous zones? No, it, more like it shows their emotions. Oh, okay. when I hope it isn't because the guy, one of we met a Twi'lek who had one chopped one off. One chopped off, yeah, You're that like, would be ooh. horrible. <laughs> you imagine getting it it's chopped like castration off? castration. <laughs> at, at least half castration. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing as half. <laughs> if, if it gets cut, it's... A dude could lose one. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, true. But yes. <laughs> so yeah so that, overall though that was quite a bit of fun mm-hmm. yeah it's a good game that very dull moment yeah um, so thank you again for keeping the show rolling while I was off in the land of child care yeah. Ted Ted <laughs> well, off in the land of 16 hour days one after another after another and they all kind of bleed together after a while and you realize just how old your joints are getting mm-hmm. yeah Damn. tell me about it but Still has much to recommend. It. A lot of good. Did get to see a ton of the talks this year, but I've got access to the raw archives, which is a nice, nice thing they do now. Is they, within a couple hours of a session, they throw just the unedited. Here's the raw recording we did, and you could immediately review it without having to wait for them to choose to put up a talk that you liked. Ah, that's so, cool. Because <clears throat> Ted still does one video a day. Oh, okay. So TED.com is only ever going to get one front page new video every day. And that can come from any of the TED conferences. Correct. Right? Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll put up whatever they think is either most salient to what's going on in the world right now right. or just was particularly good. Now, since they just had their main conference, all the recent days have been sure. from them. Of course. But having access, because you know, th- these are long-ass sessions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a crap ton of talks go out in those four days. Do, do they have multiple talks going on at the same time? No, it's all so there's it's the all one straight. there's the one main main stage in Long Beach and that's right. it. Okay. At active when the feed cuts out, we'll do additional local talks. Hmm. 
Yeah, what's called Ted U Y O U. So it's the local people doing. Right. You know, if you were given your chance to do a TED talk, and which segues nicely into today's call-in topic, mm-hmm. which for all you Skype savvy people out there, if you were asked to do something like a TED talk, where you're going to be widely distributed and get the, the largest possible audience, and you had your 18 minutes on the stage. What would you choose to talk about? Serious, not so serious, silly, demented, earth-shattering, moving, whatever. Take right. it whatever direction you want. But what do you think you could cram into or stretch out into 18 minutes with video you know, slides or video backup? And what would you use your 18 minutes of fame for if, if you were asked to do a TED Talk? Hmm. Warm up your copies of Skype for the fourth half of the show. And we'll have great insights into the personalities of our uh, listener base before we're done with this, I predict. No kidding. Oh, yeah. And hmm. no porn. <laughs> Why not? What? You said anything demented. You said anything. You said anything. Give me a break. You're going to you strip yourself. A- 18 minute strip tease. I'd be like, 18 minute porn talk, part one <laughs> of 250. <laughs> no, you just put up a slide that says. The internet. Right. And I'm done. Scene. Scene. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So we are missing one bearded producer in Sadly, today. we are. There, There is no Barry Von Awesome. So he gets no song. However, well, what's Sean what's Caster. Has stepped up. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Sean Caster the Young. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Sure has. What should his drop-in be? Way to go, a-hole! No, not so much. That doesn't really... (laughs) I'm sorry. No, that doesn't... How about I have a present for you? I think I still got that one in here. (laughs) No, 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 that doesn't work. Don't kid yourself there. You're a bit of a pussy. No offense. Basically ensuring he never steps up again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What? If we haven't driven Sean Castro away by now, it is not going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> Ruby Rod. Why can't I find? I know you gave that to me. Flamethrower. But flamethrower. Uh, the always efficient flamethrower. He's My asking, favorite. do we have any Spaceballs ones? Um, I believe Barry Von Awesome gave us some some time Apparently ago. Sean sent us some too, but I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> to spend three minutes mm. figuring out. Mm. It's technically not yeah. dead air. Mm. <laughs> if you go, mm. Oh. <laughs> mm. Uh, what? Like our Star Wars game where we're like playing and our droid is sitting in engineering during the first game. They're getting just pounded. Yeah. He's like, fire faster. faster. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, then led us to keep shooting, assholes. Keep firing, assholes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, because he was bored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the second one, yeah. yeah. The first one, he wasn't too bored. Oh, he no, was the like, first oh one, my God, we are taking a beating. <laughs> Something like this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that was annoying. What yeah, was that, that from? Was Ruby Rod again. So. Oh, yeah, oh, that's right when yeah. he's yelling. Mm-hmm. Count to ten. Ten. Mm-hmm. That's the best show I ever did. Oh, my goodness. Ah, it hurt. Throw two. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, yes, that'll be your uh, call-in topic yes. for the fourth half of the show. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you for rising to the occasion there. Sean Caster, yes, Sean we appreciate Caster. that. We'll, sure. we'll figure something out here for a drop-in. <laughs> we should have backup drop-ins. 
in my copious spare time. Yes, absolutely. You're trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I slept for God, twelve <laughs> hours last night. Eleven hours. We got to bed like right at eight. Put the kids to bed, and that became my bedtime too. Yeah. <laughs> and I like generously let me sleep in a bit in the morning. Nice. So it was Sweet. pretty much a twelve-hour stretch, and I still was freaking sitting on the couch with Arch Nemesis later in the, in the day, getting her Dora queued up, and nodding off. And like, what? How? How old am I to be this wiped out? And not in twelve hours of solid, good, deep sleep is not enough to yeah. recover. You're old, man. Yep. Mm -hmm. Face the facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I deny it. You know, I reject your reality and substitute my own and all that oh, fun man. stuff. Start drinking more. <laughs> That's your only other option. That's a very viable alternative. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad thing. Or, oh, they took my freaking kidney. Mm -hmm. you too much. All right. So what was your favorite TED Talk of this that you've seen so far <sighs> attended? The, I've put a few of the ones that they've made public over on alphageekradio.com. Um, there's a good one from Amanda Palmer, who is a musician okay and it some of the bits of it hit close to some topics that are very near and dear to me um it's called the art of asking and the kind of the summary is she stopped trying to make people pay for her music mm -hmm. and instead asked them to pay for her music so it went to the model of here's all my stuff and Maybe here's what the, you want and here's the donut the donate button over right here. right and it works extremely well. Now, she, her talk is a much greater scope of how she got to that place from starting out right after being in school, working a couple of years as one of those living statues. Yeah. And basically, that's panhandling. Right. And, but that was the basis of her coming back to this place of asking people mm -hmm. to pay for what you've offered them. Right. So she offered them a little entertainment. And would you know someone would put a coin in her hat? Whatever would, they would felt it was worth, right? Yeah. And she tried the record label thing, mm -hmm. and you know sold twenty five thousand albums, which to record labels like nah. not worth our time. And then tried the okay. Well, I'm gonna just do my work. And she also talks about how social networking has changed everything for the small artist. In that. You know, I can go to a town now and put a tweet out. Does anyone in Boise, Idaho right. have a piano I can rehearse on? <laughs> and within a minute or two, I'll have multiple offers of rehearsal space. Wow. Or and she shows pictures of the backstage at certain concerts with this huge spread of beautiful looking food that people just brought Brother. to them. Wow. Without even, so... And this is without you know major record major sure. record label backing, right? And so you know part of it was you, the use of social media, which we use quite a bit mm -hmm. in the promotion and dis distribution of our little corner of creativity. And part of it was the putting your stuff out there and then asking for support rather than demanding it up front. Mm -hmm. um, but she put it you know, made a really good talk, and then later came back and performed on the, the ukulele, which is. Freaking awesome. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, so much so that they had her come up and do another song on the piano later. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, so they actually kept on... And she's this very interesting-looking young lady who has... Very interesting-looking <laughs> young lady. 
you'll when you see pictures of her, you go over to alphageekradio.com, the, the freeze frame from her video. Uh-huh. Um, you you won't catch it at first, but you look at her and realize she has no eyebrows. Oh, she has tattoos of eyebrows. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Where her Got eyebrows it. were. Okay. Nice. Um, I've seen that before. Yeah, I, I've seen it before. I've seen it go horribly wrong before. Yeah. She pulls it off. Um, but it's like, your, your brain quite, doesn't quite leap on board with, what is different about this person's face? <laughs> you can't figure it out, huh? What's well, one of the things that they did with, um, I forget the actor's name, who played uh, Wormtongue in Two yeah. Towers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They just shaved his eyebrows. Right, mm-hmm. the, right. Matt Dorff. Right. Who's a... Wacky-looking guy to begin with. Yeah. One of his wacky attributes is these big, bushy eyebrows. Right, mm-hmm. right. And they were gone. So you're like, he's even weirder than usual. Yeah. I can't put my <laughs> finger on it. And then it was, oh, there's no freaking eyebrows. Okay. Yeah. Well, it helps when your voice just sounds swarmy. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> just naturally. Drippingly, oozingly. You, you hate oh, me yeah. by hearing me. Yeah. So that was a very, a very fun one. Oh, cool. Um... Lawrence Lessig did one uh, where he talks about Lesterland, um, which is this fictional place. And he mm-hmm. basically goes on to describe many of the things that are broken with our political system by way of basically if you can't get the backing of the few people who can fund your way through the primaries mm-hmm. election system, right. you will never make it to the general election where the average Joe has their say. Sure. So we are, in fact, being... Our leaders are being elected by who he referred to as the Lesters of Lesterland, mm-hmm. who are actually the funders of... So a very small list of people who are vastly determining the outcome of who gets elected in this country. Mm-hmm. And he presents it in a very easy-to-follow way and also in a way that makes you go, we should probably fix that because that's really broken. Yeah. Um, a couple different... Uh, talks focused on that. They actually led with an interesting thing that they'd never done before, which is they had two talks back-to-back, both economists, with diametrically opposed views of what the future holds. Oh, wow. Really? And then actually had Chris Anderson, the curator, come up and did a little debate between them right on the spot. Oh, wow. Wow. And That's kind of cool. What was wacky about it is they agree on most everything except for a few key points. Yeah. One of them's basic idea is there is no more growth to be had. That for thousands of years, we had very little growth. And then we had all these innovations, and we had, had this 150 years mm-hmm. of, oh, my God, growth. And now we're returning back to the norm of we've innovated all we're going to innovate. And there are no, you can't do the big things that we've done for, like build a road system or build air transportation. All we can do is refine these things, but they're not going to be the earth-shattering events they were, like the invention of the first steam engine. Sure. such a huge change. And then the first internal combustion engine. And, but we're, now we're just iterating on the idea of an engine. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't invent the engine for the first time ever again. So he does his whole talk saying that we should get used to the fact that we're never going to have more than this 2 or 3% growth and this is the new normal. And we're all pining over the times when we used to have this unbelievable and apparently unending growth. The other guy came up and his point was, no, we will continue to have growth. We just can't see what the innovations are from this side of time because they haven't happened yet. Right. The people right before the unveiling of the steam engine had no idea it was coming. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that their entire world was about to change massively. So how can we know what the next big innovation is going to be that will change our world? 
So he was optimistic about there continuing to be growth going forward because there will be new inventions that we that are unimagined at this point. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they're not imagined, they're not invented, so you can't... Bimbo! Got it yeah. <laughs> so, but it was very, but they both made very good cases, and they both sure. made you think, hmm, you know, perhaps we should be concerned that there's no more growth coming, or perhaps we should be optimistic that the next big thing is yet waiting to be discovered out there. And then they duked it out on stage, which was oh, kind of fun. Interesting. That's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, it was a very, a very different thing. You know, Ted usually is you know, self-contained. Here's a talk, here's a talk, here's a talk, mm-hmm. here's a talk. They, really, they did a good job in the sessions really grouping things together with an obvious through line of topic. Or, oh, that's cool. Um, they had one, one whole section called Indelicate Conversations, <laughs> where we alternately talked about sex, necrophilia, uh, poop, and I forget what the last one was. It was... Interesting. Right on. Mm-hmm. All right. And they were all, and, and they were all great, great talks, but yeah. indelicate conversations. Right. <laughs> and just seeing, seeing the normally uh, very um, reserved and proper curator Chris Anderson out there saying poop was, poop. Um, <laughs> was rather entertaining. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, as the, the ones that struck me and that I think people in our community will like, Become available. I'll stick them up on alphageekradio.com for all of you to enjoy because that's ultimately what TED is all about is getting it out to the world. And they're moving TED next year. Really? Right. It's been at Long Beach for five, six years now. And TED Active has been in Palm Springs for the same five years. And they're moving it all to Vancouver, British Columbia. Interesting. So they have a, a newly remodeled and expanded convention center for TED Maine, and then they're going to stick TED Active, which is the bit that I participate in, in Whistler, which is a ski resort about 90 minutes away from Vancouver. Wow. Uh, it's supposed to be a gorgeous place. And so we're hoping that they continue to use volunteer IT staff and we get invited back. Yeah, no kidding. Get to go to Whistler. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, two years in a row of breaking in a new venue, though. So that's part of why it was so exhausting this year. It was a brand new resort. And the IT staff was an unknown quantity. Turns out, when all was said and done, they did a very good job. We did have some challenges of, you know, the entire property losing internet for about 15 minutes right near the beginning, which Ouch. didn't set the stage well. Yeah. <clears throat> and then some Wi-Fi issues. Because the, the kinds of people who come to TED are not your average electronics consumers, where you and I might have one or two IP-enabled devices. These people have four and five devices on their person, all wanting internet access for various reasons. <laughs> So we tend to tax the resources of the hotels where we set up shop. Mm-hmm. And we try and warn them ahead of time. We try and say, they no, really, know. you don't understand the kind of people who are coming here. We know, oh, no, no, we had Microsoft in here last year, and we had no problem. This is not Microsoft. This is something other. Year. Right. And we're trying, to, we're trying desperately to warn you, and you're not listening to us. Uh. And then, of course, they ran out of addresses. And we're, uh. like, we're sitting out here saying, you know, this is the classic symptoms of, of running out of addresses. Yeah. The radio is associating. We're not getting right. addresses assigned. No, no, we got thousands of addresses in reserve, and I'm like, I, that's very nice, but this is the classic yeah. symptoms, and they bring out their own iPads, and suddenly, hmm, they can't get on their own internet anymore, and they wandered off, came back to us about an hour later, and said, no, 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 what? You ran out of addresses? Yes, we ran out of addresses. We've reallocated some from the other side of the property. It's all fixed now. Mm-hmm. We hate being That's right. We told you so. We 
try so hard to warn these because we the, the they're cut from the people who come to these things are cut from a different cloth and they do have a ridiculous number of wired devices on their person. Yeah. Well, it's the same as when we were at Pat's too. I mean, yep. when we had that the meeting. Why, why even bother trying right. to yeah. use Wi-Fi right. at Pat's? Exactly. Right. When we had the media talk with. Uh, with Gabe and Tycho, that mm-hmm. was one of the things that came up, and you were like, "You should really talk to some of these people." Yep. Yeah, you need more bandwidth. There is not enough. But I mean, consider the crowd that we bring to PAX. And yeah. Like, should they even try? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's the amount of money you would need to spend to support that kind of a group. But uh, your idea was good. Yeah, we try. But anyway, that brings us neatly to our first break, and you are listening. To hardcore on Alpha Geek Radio, www.alphageekradio.com. <sighs> Get back in the groove. Reality feels so weird after nine days out in Tedland, different planet. We shall return right after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. He had the shiniest of hair, and he walked into the room with an authoritative air, his carefully shaped eyebrows so severe. You could barely even tell where the prosthetics met his ears. I fell in love with a Spock impersonator. From his ears down to his phaser and his sweet communicator. I thought my search for love was at an end. But being highly logical did not make him a very good boyfriend. Next day... When I first saw his furrowed brow I knew the ideal man had come and found me somehow I mean, what else could I think When he looked me in the eye and told me Prune juice is a warrior's drink I fell in love with a wharf impersonator From his forehead to his baldric and his badge communicator I thought my search for love was at an end strong and angry did not make him a very good boyfriend oh why did I come to this con this day (laughs) are we ready to behave Oh, why did I come to this con? This day has been nothing but a roller coaster of emotion. I don't have the time or money to wait in line to see Leonard Nimoy. But look over there, what an interesting boy. I fell in love with a Q impersonator, which seemed like a bad idea, even later I thought my search for love was at an end but he transported me to another dimension and played psychological games with me and my friends geeks in a gaming world 
Casually Hardcore continues live on Alpha Geek Radio, alphageekradio.com. This is Geeks in a Gaming World. Mm-hmm. I didn't know gaming this last week. <laughs> I was a little preoccupied. So I Shocked was I, 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 I know, wow. You're, spend, you're spend normally the cornerstone of the segment. <laughs> <laughs> double whammy of no gaming yep. for me. So, ball to you. Yeah. Now, uh... My main, obviously, I already uh, provided my Mech Warrior story. So I started playing The Witcher 2 finally in my gigantic list of Steam games. I'm like, oh, yeah, this one I've only had for the last year and and so. So I'll give it a try. So far, it's been really good, but um, I'm not that far into it. So I I can't make a full judgment on it yet. But it's been holding my attention. I'll give it that much. Well, that's good, though, at least. So I'm looking forward to that. I've been still playing Chivalry like mad. Yeah, you have. Playing MechWare Online, a little bit on the Xbox. Uh, that's pretty much been about it. Yeah. I haven't had too much time. I'm kind of debating on throwing like Left 4 Dead 2 on the uh, computer since that was another one I picked up ages ago just on a Steam sale that was like, <laughs> it was like two bucks or something. And they got all these interesting... They actually have a Helm's Deep mod that now went onto their actual like official server rotation where you like defend Helm's Deep from zombie hordes. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like, oh, I got to kind of check that out. So that's been interesting. Also, Steam this weekend, you know, I was playing so much chivalry, I was like, oh, it's a free weekend to try out War of the Roses, which is kind of a competing game in the same space of uh, medieval first-person combat, or in the case of uh, uh, War of the Roses, it's third-person combat. So I was like, all right, I'll download it, try it out. I lasted about 20 minutes, I think. Is about, and then I was like, uninstall. <laughs> not my cup of tea. Just, really? Why? It's graphically, it's not bad. Actually, it's pretty a pretty game. There's a lot of customization. There's a lot of things to unlock. It, you know, definitely a lot of different classes and kind of like a Call of Duty where you can make your own class. But the combat was just so not interesting. Like there was no. It was very slow. It was kind of tough to tell. Like when you were blocking versus when they were blocking. You sort of could see when you could hit, but you get these big numbers that jump off on your screen. So from an immersion standpoint, you're kind of like, well, that's kind of silly. And then like, I mean, at one point, it's like you have a kill streak going. I'm like, what? What was that? Okay. Like, oh yeah, and you know, medieval England. I'm sure they were worried about the kill streak. So just. In the, Doesn't make sense. The controls for like swinging your sword no, no, they, and stuff. They, they had minstrels off at the side of the battle. Yeah, exactly. And they would say in unison, "Unstoppable!" Ho ho ho! Good show. <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, just wasn't my. I was like, "Well, this is enough of that." I'm glad I did not uh, throw down some money on that one. So, not my cup of tea. I'm kind of interested in some of the mods though that they have for uh, the same company that makes that game makes a group of games called Mountain Blade. And I have a couple of those also sitting in my Steam list forever ago. So I'm going to probably check out Warband and some of the mods for that. Uh, so, yeah, that's been most of my game plan mm-hmm. right now. Um, App Lady? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much been what I've been doing. Uh, just because She's been I, playing Dental Hygienist. No, I tried, but didn't work. Um, I just don't have a lot of time. I've been, well, first of all, I was trying to finish the Supernatural natu- um all their seasons, so I finally got to season the end of season seven. My wife 
implanted that one in you, did so she? So I'm done. No, I actually started watching her before she said anything about it. And then when I told her, she was like, you should end at season six. No, five. <laughs> oh, five. It's Save five. yourself. Yeah. She said end at five. I would say... Six. six, yeah. Six was a good. How many have they done? Eight, seven. They're, they're in they're eight, on eight now. right okay. now. But six. You, sh- you share Eyelight's opinion on they. They've dropped off. I, I understand. There was a shark that has been jumped. No, I, I understand why. Yeah, they went a little sillier in. Not to get totally off gaming, but they went a little sillier in season seven. But their main thing is for me it was that they kind of peaked at villain yeah. in season five where you had Lucifer, yeah. Lucifer. and Arc- and Apocalypse about to happen. They dealt with horsemen and then it's hard to kind of, once they've resolved so that... So then you make up the Leviathans. Yeah, the Le- and that didn't come till season seven. Right. Season six, Enemy was interesting because it had the guy who was the lawyer on Battlestar Galactica playing uh, the new devil. King of the new, yeah. And then you had the angel that's been helping him out kind of going nuts. So, and then eventually be thinking he's become a new God. So it was like, yes. okay, that, that hits a good high point. Right. And then the Leviathans were just like, this is really The Leviathans stupid. are silly. They're yeah. just not good, good enemies. But anyway, so I've been yeah. really busy with that. So I've been trying to get, you know, download a couple of apps. Cause we started doing the four picks in one word, which mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that got us all addicted. Even, um, Aaron's addicted to that one. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'll start downloading, you know, I can do apps in between lunches and breaks and I can probably at least talk about those. And I've been trying to download apps that not only are for like myself, but maybe like for Aridin and maybe for my nephew who's like six years old. So some of the ones I've been playing, obviously Fruit Ninja is just awesome. Yeah. That's been out there for a long time and that one's great. Gonna love this. At in the uh partner area, Ted Active. Uh-huh. They had an 80-inch surface uh, oh. that you could play fruit in. <gasps> <Sean. laughs> wow, how would you do that? Because that would take your whole body out. It was time. an aerobic experience. That's awesome. Yeah, they had two two different. They had uh, Office 365 there presenting, uh-huh. and Bing was there with a bunch of – they had their 80-inch surface and the Surface tablet. Nice. The surface Pros that had just released. Oh, that's um, so cool. And yeah, put Fruit Ninja on an 80-inch surface. <laughs> That is Not so exactly cool. Not exactly pocket size, but ah, drag it across. Get a stylish shape like yeah. a katana, and you're set. Oh, I could totally play that. That's so cool. So, I mean, obviously that's an old one, and that one's good. Um, I downloaded this tiny dentist one, which I thought would be kind of neat for my nephew who's six, and it looked like what you do is you you have these kids who've got cavities and they need their teeth brushed and all this, and I thought it would be kind of cute to you know see what the doctors, the dentists do. But the instructions are non-existent. I mean, they have like a couple of instructions, so you don't even know what you do. It's completely free-flowing, so it's not like there's a goal or anything. And their goal is to make kids more comfortable with dentists. And I think what it does is it scares the Christ out of the poor kids because you can pretty much just take all their teeth out. And there's no... There's no one that tells you not to. There's nothing that says, no, don't do that, or that's bad. Only pull the teeth that are bad in the x-ray. Nope. Nope. It just... Okay, you've chosen to yank this person's teeth out to the gums. Good on you. Good on you. that, but now that I think about it, Uh you don't even numb these kids up. No, you don't. (laughs) You just go in there. It's like torture. That's horrible. It's it's really good. And they have these wide eyes. They follow everywhere you go. I know. What are you doing? What's that? What are you doing? (laughs) No. 
They, they've already been anesthetized. They've been paralyzed. Uh, that <laughs> with that, that's why in. they can only do those eyes. Yeah. 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 It was a... The original title of this game was Waterboarding. <laughs> Enhanced Interrogation <laughs> Tactics. Exactly. So, yeah, yes. Tiny Dentist, not so good. Um, and then I started playing Bakery Story because I like the baking ones I have on my DS. Oh, yeah, the Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama's awesome. Oh, and the Sushi Mama. Mama yeah. not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so those are great. So I got it, this bakery. It's so weird. The, the, little, the little foibles and things that come from Japan that <laughs> catch on in the West, Cooking Mama is one of those that I just, what? It's Because it's, it's so Japanese. Yeah. It's cute. But everyone seems to love it. It yeah, is. I fun. like it. But this this one that I tried, which was a Bakery Story, and these are all free apps, so I'm not paying for any of this stuff. But the Bakery Story one is cute, and it's kind of like Cooking Mama, and you have this little bakery, and you make you know brownies and muffins, and you get stars, and you can redecorate your bakery, and you have goals that give you more stars and hearts and all this stuff. And it's cute until you get to the point where you want to make something, and it takes you a day. That's life in the bakery. An actual day. <coughs> Real time. Yeah. Real time day. So <laughs> This is hardcore simulation. I right? know. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. But I'm it's a sure lot of fun. I'm sure they would sell you they things do. Absolutely they up. do. They sell yeah. you um, gems that you can speed yeah. the process up yeah. right away. Oh, what a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, but that one's payments. really neat. Um, and then in order... From Bakery Story, they they say, hey, play our other games. So I downloaded one of their other games, uh, Jewel Mania, which is kind of like Bejeweled. Yeah. Um, it's really? A, a Bejeweled clone? What yeah, I know. I know. Never heard it's of all that. right. I mean, it's okay. It's I'd rather play Bejeweled. But, yep. But yeah, so that's kind of my whole, that's my whole week was little apps. Nice. Little apps. So well, it's oh. a topic that Grail often finds himself up against. Hmm. This is from Kotaku.com. Yes. The Gaming Survival Guide for March yeah. 2013. Your survival guide to the biggest gaming month we've seen in years. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, there's a lot. Tons a lot more than I expected. Like, I was kind of thinking, like, what is coming out next that I'm interested in? And then I uh, read this and I went, oh. In the title, we've got SimCity, the new, heavily revised and fairly awesome looking Tomb Raider. Yeah. Not just about boobies anymore. Nope. Though they're still there. <laughs> they better be. Uh, the next installment in StarCraft Two. Heart of the Swarm. Yeah, I could care less about that. Uh, Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yeah. Care quite a bit about care that. Care quite a bit more about <laughs> a that. A ton about yeah. that. And they say much, much more. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, for Wii U owners, you're going to get to see Lego City Undercover. That one sounds really cute. Which is kind of interesting. It's like Grand Theft Auto Lego, Lego style. City. But yeah. you're playing the cop. But you're the cop, yeah. Yeah. So it's more like L.A. Noir. Sort of, but it has the free world, and you roam around, and obviously it's Lego, so you can build and blow up. And uh, let's see, we also have Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, Mm -hmm. which the uh, Monster Hunter City series isn't bad. It's it's one of those that kind of has a little something for everything: crafting and monster hunting and role playing aspect and such. Uh, what else do they got? Uh, obviously, you know, even in this article they mentioned, by the way, Game of Thrones is coming back on TV also in March. <laughs> just, just to suck just your to time Just throw it out there. It's not a game, but yeah, you you want to have that. Um, and then apparently a Walking Dead Survival Instinct uh, game is coming out that Kutaku feels might just be a janky licensed cash-in. But nonetheless, we'll wait and see. So no, not really sure on that one. 
And, of course, then things like God of War Ascension and Gears of War uh, Judgment, which Gears of War is usually it's the month of, of war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gears of War is usually a pretty solid game. Gears of War is the Alien Invasion series. Well, it's not Alien Invasion. It's they're coming out from under the earth. Oh, lovely. So it's, but they've all, every game, every iteration of it has done a nice job of building on the last one, but this will be a non Cliffy B involved Gears of War. So we'll see what they do with it. And it's a prequel. So we'll see how it turns out. I'm sorry, I'm just enjoying the fact that you left yourself logged into the versus the world forums on the laptop when you returned it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just not used to seeing the anchor man in yeah, the, right. the avatar yes. spot. Like, what the? So there's gonna be a lot of Numways is awesome. It's brought brought a bunch of class to your laptop. <laughs> that would just that would just get lost in all the other people already saying. Yeah. Oh, I, I would it. need to say something that other people aren't always saying. Uh-huh. See uh, what I did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's a good article on Game Informer regarding uh, Linux and how to bring Linux into mainstream gaming. And they I think it's called the Ouya. Well, the Ouya isn't that Android based though. Which is well, it's an it's iteration. A fork, it's, a, it's a fork of Linux, but yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not like running straight Ubuntu or Ubuntu. Red Hat or whatever. Umbala, umbala, umbala. Uh, <laughs> but interesting, their their things to bring it into gaming is the fact that we would need to get driver support for video cards. That is always the rooster block. That is, mm-hmm. seems to be their number one. The number two is actual API software like DirectX right. that can make gaming development easier. Um, and they go through all the reasons why this is needed and why it sucks right now. And then kind of goes, but this is not all doom and gloom. The Steam box may be the savior to all mm-hmm. this because you have Valve now coming, throwing a lot of money and giving you a very cheap... Uh, console computer or whatever it's kind of a mishmash of it all together mm-hmm. that they can put out and they have the, the obviously the store background for it they have everything you would need to make this a viable gaming platform which then in turn may make unix a more viable gaming platform now will that make me want to dual boot my computer for unix games probably not this highly point. unlikely mm-hmm. but in the future it may be an option especially considering the direction that windows is going uh, becoming a closed environment. Mac well, has never been a good gaming platform. No, they, they have not supported the, the developers very well. <laughs> you remember, you cast your mind back. The very first public demonstration of Halo was on the Macintosh. Right. It was originally Bungie was developing for oh, Mac, yeah. and then Apple stopped supporting them very yeah. well. One of the strangest moves, because, I mean, Apple's usually been pretty forward-thinking, and they really just... I mean, obviously, apps on the iPad, they are behind that no problem but gaming on uh, actual computer device laptops they've always been like eh yeah they, they if it happens the, well that was Bungie had started because Apple had this very public commitment we're going to improve and increase our support for game developers and that's what got the project started and then Apple's support just kind of drifted away right and so Bungie's like Microsoft we hear you're developing this Qbox thing yeah and the rest is freaking gaming history. Right, right. So, and that's where that's at. The Xbox is now rumored April they'll make their announcement for hmm. what their next generation things look like. Because none of them were doing many of the big announcements at CES anymore. Microsoft wasn't even there. Right. Well, Sony did their own, hosted their own right. Their thing. own deal. Yeah. yeah. Where they didn't show the console. Right. No. 
So actually, one of the articles in there basically states that the reason they didn't show the console is A, it wasn't ready yet, and then B, they're really more focused on the stuff inside, that the box is the box is the box, and obviously they're going to make it nice so you're proud of owning it, but it's just a box. Spinners and gold yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my hands. The spinning. The spinning. The spinning. God, uh, I'm not moving with the spinning. It was a... Uh, interview with uh, Sony's Shuhi Yoshida yeah. on why there's no box, but also really got into just a bunch of different questions. And one of the other interesting things was he basically flat out said, every title on the PS4 is going to be available for download. Yep. You will not, you will not have, you'll, you'll have the option yeah. to buy the yes. disc, but you will not have to. So if you go with one of the large drive sizes that'll be available and have a good internet connection... Yeah. You will never have to leave your living room. Right. And they said, you know, even drive space, you may, uh, instead, there's going to be streaming options possibly yes. as well. And then he really gets out there and starts talking about subscription services yeah. and things around that r- regard. What they call the instant game collection. Right. Where basically right. you pay a monthly fee and you've got it all. Right. right. Everything they've ever offered available for streaming or for download. Mm-hmm. But it all goes away when you stop paying your fee. Exactly. Yeah. So you, I mean, after doing that that's, for. That's the Spotify model. Yeah. And yeah. the Spotify model has been very successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, the Spotify model, I can just access it all for free right now on my computer and listen to a few ads. Right, so, but also if you want to go mobile. If I want to mobile or I want to do some offline listening, right. then yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, the, the, the first one's always free model. Mm-hmm. You know, the drug dealer model has always worked well <laughs> in these industries. Well, yeah, but in this case, the drug dealer's saying all I have to do is sit in front of my computer and he'll keep giving me free hits. And I go, okay, <laughs> I, can, I can do that. <laughs> They're relying on your friends to come over and say, no, 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 you're not getting the good shit. It's over here. Yeah. yeah. And That's I go, I'm high as a kite right here. I don't need that stuff. <laughs> Who are you, Shirley? Yeah. What are you doing in my house? One of the other things they did talk about, though, was the downloading. How they wanted to be for you to be able to play instantaneously. So, let's say you're at work and you take a break and you shop online for a new game. Mm-hmm. It starts downloading before you get home. So, by the time you're home, it's already downloaded. Because yep. a lot of people, that's I mean, that's a huge. I see mobile apps for yeah. that on your phone and your tablet sure. device are almost certainties. It's a, just a huge disadvantage to. You go home, get really excited about a game, buy it, and then done. wait for it to download for an 4%. hour and a half. Yeah. It's 3%. the worst. What? Exactly. 5%. Yeah. What the hell? Well, I mean, mixing both the ability to purchase it from when you're away from your console and have your console start downloading, but also they've said that a lot of these games, their, their goal is to make it so when you start downloading, once you get to a certain point, you can start playing, playing. Yep. before it's fully downloaded. Yeah, I mean, Blizzard and other MMOs have done their whole streaming installer where yeah. it only loads the content that's near you. Right, right. And then is busily torrenting and getting you banned by your ISP in the background. Yep. So it's interesting. I mean, they've some of the stuff the PS4 is doing is is interesting mm-hmm. and good. And they also we have a different article from GameSpot that talks about the fact that their subscription service they have right now on the PS3 is g- going to still play a prominent role on the on the four, which is their PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. uh, service, um, which right now covers both the PlayStation Three and the Vita. So it looks like they are going to continue somewhat with that model. Sounds like they're going to beef it up with the instant game collection idea. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So interesting stuff coming along. I'm really curious to see what what Microsoft's well, counterpoints are going to be. It's going to be something very similar. Some lot of cloud-based features, integration with the Surface and integration with the right. Windows Phone, almost certainly. Which is interesting. I downloaded the Xbox Surface app oh, for yeah. my uh, iPad. Mm-hmm. It's worked. 
pretty well. It was not bad. It uh, you know obviously gives you full control of your Xbox. It syncs up pretty fast. Um, it's easier, especially when watching like Netflix and stuff. It seemed like it was easier for me if I watched an episode that was like an hour long and then picked up my iPad. I could instantly you know control stuff I want to do. Where the controller, you have to actually turn it back on and stuff. So I haven't used it yet with anything that has the extra content on it. Right. So I don't know what that looks like. What the bonus but, content? But the controls p- portion of it was nice. Uh, let's see. Also. You know, leaked, but even though I think today is the day they're actually releasing all these right. trailers, is the Assassin's Creed 4 Black Fr- Flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released a trailer as well as some screenshots and uh, gave the announcements coming out in October of this year. It's going to be available both on current and next-gen systems. Look good. I mean, it's... I saw a nice little... A nice little there's a, a meme on Reddit called Good Guy Greg. Uh-huh. Who's the opposite of scumbag Steve? Oh, okay. So when someone does something upright and decent, you give him a good guy, Greg. And this was good guy EA. It was everyone loved the ship gameplay. Next game's about pirates. Yeah, exactly. Good guy EA. It's not bad. I mean, they uh, they had they had good. some ship game play, some ship based play in the in the last as a segment in the last one. Yeah, apparently, apparently got very right, good responses. Right. Let's make that into a game, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. And it looks, I mean, obviously you're traveling around the Caribbean. It's Blackbeard is featured in the trailer. Um, you know, it's no actual in-game play, but it was a bunch of movies. So you got the guy dual-wielding, having multiple, like, pis- pistols on him, um, underwater parts. It was like, oh, that looked kind of interesting. So rarely did games pull off a water Underwater. Level. No, I don't know. Well, he was swimming underwater. I don't know if he's doing a level right. down there. I'm just saying he was swimming. So, so one of the it's often tried and rarely mm-hmm. a catch keep. Um, that's all I have to say on that topic. Yeah. Trial of patience. Grail has died. Am I going up? Am I going down? Yeah. I think I'm going sideways. I can't hit it. I I can't okay, I'm in its butt. I'm in its, you know, <laughs> I'm still not hitting. Okay, there's the hitbox. Got it. Bang. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. horrible. Yep. So that's. Pretty much all the gaming news. Yeah, everything else was pretty, you know, quiet, small announcements. Even the Assassin's Creed, it isn't much there yet mm-hmm. because this were, you know, quote unquote leaked uh, items that they quickly uh, took down or at least made private on YouTube. Uh, there's a link on PC Gamer, though, you can go and you can actually see the uh, Blackbeard trailer. Um, but yeah, it looks good. I'm pretty excited for it. So. I think Gnome just stepped away, so I'm mm-hmm. going to try to switch seats and oh, maybe take us luck. into the break since we're just about there. Um, Remember the call-in topic? So yes. if you had 18 minutes to do a TED Talk, what would those 18 minutes be? And it, it can be anything, so I would ignore Gnome on the no porn because <laughs> there might be some funny things that you could do with that. So. If you want to call in, that is our calling topic. 18 minutes to do a TED Talk on what you are most most interested in. Yep. All right. You were listening to Casually Hardcore, and we will be back after a moment. Uh, What did Gnome queue up? Uh, (laughs) Queued up Marion Calls Shark Week. There we go. Thank you. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N dot com. 
shark week. It be shark week. It be shark week. It be shark week. Wear your fin hat and bare your teeth. Build a couch cushion coral reef. Right TV trays for the family meal. Mama's home fried baby seal. Oh shark week. It be shark week. It be shark week. It be shark week. Just imagine us beneath the sea. Cartilagin' us fierce and free. Sing along with your salty crew. It be shark week. It be shark week. It be shark week all week through. All right, you're doing okay. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to, um, what is it? Pirate's favorite cartilaginous apex predator? That's how I need you to say it. I know you understand me. Don't you remember all those happy days sitting around the television with your entire family? How school would be out? How your parents would have days off work? So that you could enjoy watching the best footage that underwater cameras have ever brought us? You remember it, right? Days of yore, the old 70s specials, eating all the goldfish you could. That's right. Well, in memory of that happy science-based holiday, you should all sing with me now. You ready? And Shark Week, it be Shark Week, it be Shark Week, it be Shark Week. Wear your fin hat and bear your teeth. Build a couch cushion Researched chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com and it's researched chaos. Mm-hmm. Where our all-volunteer research team provides us with new and interesting things to read to you. And thus, debate shall proceed. That's right. This week's thread was titled, When Everyone's Super, No One Is. <coughs> <laughs> That's my left lung. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and contributors this week include Aid of the Sexy Voice, MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt, and Boba Fetish, mm-hmm. with whom I've, I went a whole week without having the opportunity to say the name. Boba Fetish. Oh, you say it on your own, I'm sure. <laughs> you drive into Ted like Boba Fetish. <laughs> I whisper it do, into the air. Do you need some privacy there? No. <laughs> What's up, Boba? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? Nothing. I just work here. So, yeah, some interesting things in the research yeah. chaos. Uh, something in there that caught my eye was the married couple. Recruitment. Recruitment for a trip to Mars. Yeah. So that's And this ain't NASA. No, 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 it's not. It's actually it's from a 
Tycoon announced plans Wednesday to send a middle-aged couple on a privately built ship to slingshot around the red planet and come back home. So it says hopefully their bodies and marriage can survive in one piece after 501 days with no escape togetherness in the cramped castle. Yeah. So one couple, they'd like a middle-aged couple, they're going to go and slingshot around Mars. It's over a year, almost two years, a year and a half. Um, in really tight quarters. I don't know how many people would do that. Yeah, didn't they also mention there was like limits on things like toilet paper <laughs> and you get to drink... Uh, your own urine. Your, well, you know, <laughs> not your own urine, but well... Pretty much. Pretty much. It's basically recycled <laughs> urine and sweat yes. uh, that has been filtered and made back into water. Yeah, so... The, mm. the, yeah, yeah. The limitations were no showers, limits on toilet paper and clothing... Drinking water made from the crew members' recycled urine and sweat. Almost no privacy. Yeah. But yeah. But you do get to see Mars from space. And tons of time for zero-gravity sex is what it says. Right. So, interesting. I don't know. That's That'd be hard. That'd be really hard. You're talking about a year and a half to of do that. No privacy. No privacy. I mean, depends on how big the actual capsule is. But... Yeah, things like going to the bathroom. <laughs> you get very comfortable doing that in front of somebody else and just everything. And the no shower thing also. It's like, ooh, yeah. that capsule, my God. If we actually encountered alien life, they'd be like, you people are filthy. Yeah, well, not only <laughs> the, well, especially if they're encouraging, which they don't say they are, the sexing, that's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, with the no showers, that's interesting. But not only that, I mean, and the reason they're recruiting a, a couple, they want a married couple, and the reason they're recruiting a married couple is because they figure they want a man and a woman, first of all, and they figure that a couple who's married will be more understanding and will be able to handle the emotional stress. Right, right. Because the physical stress, you can handle whether you're married or not, but they feel that the emotional stress will oh, be yeah. easier easier to handle if you have, you know, your significant other there to kind of talk you through it or whatever. What if, like, the wife gets pregnant? <laughs> they will take measures for that not to happen. Yeah. We got to irradiate your junk before you can get on here. Maybe that's the whole middle-aged couple thing. That's Maybe true. they're thinking on the higher end that yeah. way. People are done having their kids done. or they've decided not to have kids and have already taken surgical measures to make sure that don't happen. Exactly. It'll be interesting, though, the guy, you know, he's got a vasectomy. She's not been altered, and somehow they miraculously managed to get yeah. knocked up halfway to Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Because every once in a while you hear these stories about, you know, mm -hmm. things reconnect themselves right, unexpectedly. Right. You don't know. Yeah, you, you don't know. You don't know. Is there air? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guy. Yep. You have a last name. Do, Do I? Do I? Do I? Mommy. Mommy. Oh, boy. That was great. So. Anyways. Hey, you two, get a room. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That's not right. If you, don't know, oh. if you don't know what you're talking about, number one, I'm very sorry for you. Number two, go watch Galaxy Quest yeah. right yeah. the hell now. It's been showing on HBO actually quite a bit lately. Has it? Um, all right. So people often ask me, Grail, what's an easy way to have one of my articles that I post in the research thread mentioned on the show? Okay, people don't normally ask me that, but it sounds better that way. <laughs> what's the formula? But Grail? the easiest way to do it is have it involve Archer. Yes, and absolutely. The... Uh, Article that was posted for this week is the fact that they've actually signed a deal now to make Archer toys. 
action figures. Well, not just action and figures. stuffed figures. Stuffed figures, including a stuffed Wee Baby Seamus. Yeah. Wee Baby Seamus. <laughs> and as well as Pam's Dolphin, her HR Dolphin. Yep. I love that. Um, they're also making, uh, of course, Stealing Archer, Lana Kane. Uh, they're going to do Shakem's uh, motion statues featuring both Lana and Sterling. That also speak. known as Bobblehead. That speak. That speak. But they speak, so mm-hmm. could be good. And then, of course, action figures detailed. They're actually going to be showing them at the New York Toy Fair uh, this month. So. Awesome. Very cool stuff. Yeah, this season's been Really, this last episode where they had uh, Anthony Bourdain on yeah. Yeah, that was so good. awesome. Bastard Chef. Bastard Chef. Bastard Chef. <laughs> that was great. Him basically being himself. Yeah. 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 But just even, like, I mean, really playing up, like, the whole Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. aspect. Uh, like, you know, cha- chasing Zero with a knife, <laughs> <laughs> throwing vegetables at people. <laughs> no, Red, uh, actually, while I was off at Ted on Reddit, Anthony Bourdain came and didn't ask me anything. Nice. A frequently mm-hmm. discussed topic was his, at that point, upcoming right, right. Run. And he was really psyched about being involved in that. Yeah, it was it was epic. He got into it full gusto. Oh, God. No, oh, he, yeah, he was so good. I, these people were freaking awesome to work with. Yeah. It's, it's Archer, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Archer. So, Ugh, good stuff. Mm, yes, right. I'm behind on the Archer viewing. I need to fix that. Yeah, um... They, I'd be trying to keep an eye on it. It's really weird. When you're on Netflix, if you icon over Archer on there, mm-hmm. it says there's 36 episodes. But when you go into it, they only have season one and two, which is like 24 episodes. So it's like, her. it's there. The third season should Flip be there. The I loved the third season. That was, from start to finish, some of the absolute funniest episodes. Isn't that the one with the uh, cat? Yeah, with Babu. <laughs> Babu. Babu. It's not a cat. It's a... Uh, Oh, wait. No, 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 it's not no, a lemur. It's, uh, it's, no. it's not a lemur. It's a... Oh, it's God. a lynx type Yeah, it's a, it looks like a lynx, but it's... Not a bobcat. Nah, God, I have to remember it. Because it's a little guy. I just remember the end of the episode because he calls him, <laughs> you fox-eared asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh, it's going to drive me up a wall. IRC, you now have a task. Exactly. Go and discover. Oh, you know, this is a good point. This, this kind of gets back to our last segment, gaming deals. But I got to tell you, or gaming, but Biomed Alchemist brought up in IRC that one of the best things, I actually got this from the VTW forms under the game. Ocelot. 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 It's an ocelot, of course. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Um, so on our forums, we have a gaming thread. And one of them was always like, hey, find some game deals. And somebody eventually posted on there, hey, there's a Reddit out there, which is now the only thing I've ever gone to Reddit for is this one page. And I have a bookmark because they do, it's Reddit slash game deals. Okay. And they put every game deal you can imagine on there. They're, you know, the horde of Redditors go out and search the internet for these things. So it is like every day I just kind of check in like, oh, wow, that's an incredible deal or what's going on. And you can get, if there's games you're interested in, keep an eye on that form because chances are it'll go on sale and you can jump on it and get some great, great prices. Now I'm beginning to understand the subreddits are where the action are on Reddit. And there was a great, they had the picture of, um, from whose line is it anyway? Uh, who's the American curator of that one? Uh, uh, what's I know his name. Is it Drew Carey? Oh, no, Drew, Drew, okay. Drew, Drew Carey there. Because the tagline for whose line is it anyway has always been where everything's made up and the points don't matter. And this one was talking about good subreddits where the posts are useful and the karma don't matter. <laughs> 
because people are on the main page are always shooting for maximum karma. Right. Here's my karma machine, and you know, give me, give me, give me link karma. And apparently, yeah. the subreddits people are actually like interested in no, actually having quality conversations and posting useful stuff. Yeah, and essentially, you get uh, you get some feedback also when somebody posts a sale. Like usually, the red the the thread that occurs underneath it is somebody usually saying, "Is this worth the deal? Right. What type of game is this?" And so you get some interesting discussion on games where they'll say. Um, you know whether or not this would be your cup right. of tea. Yes, it only costs two dollars, but it isn't even worth that. Right, right, and you know, the aforementioned more the roses fell in that <laughs> <laughs> that bucket for me yeah. and the bucket for Monsieur. Yeah. All right. Uh, what should we do next? What, what shall we do? Budweiser. With How about yeah? Uh, you guys, you guys drink beer occasionally. Yeah, it's been known not, to happen. So why always. are you talking about Budweiser? <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. I was going to say not always Budweiser, but you drink beer, and technically Budweiser. Stone a beer. Brewery is one of the sponsors of Ted Active. Oh so my we God! Get their whole the entire IPAs lineup. And all that, yeah. For arrogant bastard yeah, ale. They had, they had their entire offering at every oh. event. So I'm, mm. I am beer spoiled right now. Nice. Nice. So what about this um, making love in a canoe here? So yeah, they. Uh, Somebody's suing Budweiser for uh, watering down their beer. Somebody needed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, what's the accusation of this frivolous? Well, lawsuit? the accusation here is not just Budweiser, but all the various Anheuser Busch uh, products. So you're even talking about things like King Cobra and uh, Bush Ice and, and Michelob, Natty Ice and Michelob. Oh my God. These are, this is just like a who's who's list of crap here. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so actually they're saying, uh, according to the lawsuit, the company has sophisticated equipment that measures the alcohol content throughout the brewing process right. and is accurate to within one one hundredth of a percent. But after the merger, the company increasingly chose to dilute its popular brands of beer, the, law, the lawsuit continues to allege. Following the merger, uh, AB vigorously accelerated the deceptive practices described below, sacrificing the quality of products once produced by Anheuser-Busch in order to reduce costs. And basically they're saying they have an inside person who worked there that gave them this information. Uh, obviously Anheuser-Busch was bought out by the company that makes Fat Tire, a uh, Belgian company. Yeah, it's a, this inter- huge international yeah. beverage company. I forget the name of it. Yeah, I don't remember the actual company. InBev. InBev, that's right, yep. So that's what, and of course, you know, obviously Anheuser-Busch has come out and said this is complete insanity. No, we don't do that. Uh, but it goes on to say that these uh, Budweiser's labeled as 5% alcohol by volume and that it's much lower than that, at least in terms 3% of... 3% lower than yeah. thinking. So it's only 2% alcohol by volume. Yeah, r- roughly that amount. So That is basically drinking water, especially water in like near some comp- contaminated streams in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Get so, a bigger buzz off of, you know... Salt River water here, and apparently, some of when they said that they have some people from Anheuser Busch that are testifying, it's it said they had some higher up people. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not like Joe Schmo, who was working the line, is testifying on it. I mean, any self-respecting lab can crack open a can of Budweiser and tell you what the alcohol is right. very easily. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like this is a great mystery. It's not like that's behind closed doors. The product's on the shelves everywhere. Somebody tested. Can, can you one. float a hydrometer in the liquid? Yeah. Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> and you win. And you win. Uh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, followed by V. Yeah. Yeah. People will sue for anything in this. But, it's, but if they are labeling it one way and knowingly producing it another way, another thing. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. And they, and they should be stopped from doing it and should pay for it. Lying to the American <laughs> drinking public. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. If you're drinking King Cobra, you get what you get. <laughs> 
That's <laughs> liver disease. That's you're, malt liquor right you're there. You're lucky there's alcohol in it. Yeah. You're lucky there's anything other than alcohol. There only should be yeah. alcohol in that. <laughs> no open flames, okay? Ugh. Damn. <laughs> yeah. What? Nothing. That's his whole good. selling point is this will get you buzzed quick. Right. End of, end of advertisement. I mean, it's... it's you want to get have drunk? A, Drink this. We, it's why we have a separate classification between beers and malt liquors. Yeah. We fermented this longer. Right. And distilled it more. Boom. So it's not beer no more. Right. No, it's... Yeah. It's not quite spirits, but it ain't quite beer either. You know, if you're local to Arizona, uh, our own uh, brewery, Four Peaks here, oh, has yeah. had a uh, black IPA as their new beer that's oh. been their monthly. You can't even get, you can only get it in like a little glass. Like they won't give you a growler of it. They won't, like it is potent potables. It's over 7% and you feel it. It, it, it looks like you're drinking um, cognac. They give yeah. it to you in one of those little... Yeah, not quite that small round, but yeah, but, it's, it has that. Yeah, look it has to that. It for sure. You should be lifting your pinky away. From exactly, your right, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, you feel very uh, upper class. And, oh, crazy, crazy. I'm drinking. Oh, you scamp. <laughs> Which actually, speaking about Four Peaks, we were talking about places to eat. You know that usually shouldn't have good food. Things like you know Hooters and places like that. You don't It'll occasionally surprise you. You don't expect them to have good food, but. Four Peaks, everything I have eaten there is absolutely amazing. No, they, have, they have a chef there who really cares. He knows what he's doing. Their beer bread. Oh, uh, so good. Was it Italian beef? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was almost like an Italian beef and a cheesesteak met each other. No, they've, really, they've done a great job of the – they hook you in with the reputation for good locally mm-hmm. made beer. But then if you ever go there and, and – Go just to go to the bar. You'll still smell the food, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll still see it going by. And it's mm-hmm. like that doesn't look bad and at all. You have one meal there, they've got you as yeah. a customer. Oh yeah, you're not expecting that level of treatment. Now apparently, it's like this IPA they're doing. They've actually now opened it to be. They've opened a tasting location yes. now that's separate. Mm-hmm. That actually they get food truck services, mm-hmm. which is pretty good too. That's cool, yeah. And they but their tasting center, so basically instead of because they have to produce so much eighth street ale and kilt lifter that they wanted to have another site to actually well, try it, stuff. Those are their cash know. cows. Right. Of mm-hmm. course. The ones that they sell in stores right. and actually export fairly far afield. Yeah. But uh speaking of food trucks, that was one of the things they did for a couple of the meals that had active again this year is they brought the food trucks in around the perimeter. So you could either oh, nice. go for the hotel provided spread, which is typical meh hotel yeah. food, or you could go out and wait in a long line. But sure. I got, I got a, a wonderful curry off of a truck. Nice. I had a butter chicken curry. Interesting. And... Off of a truck, you wouldn't think that that would be... These so... things are all the rage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I know they are. All the foodies yeah. have gone out... And bought food trucks. Bought food trucks. Mm-hmm. Right. In, in whatever, if, if you're in a, in, in a municipality where they actually permit that. Yeah. Some do not. Um, so their whole thing is we'll serve this little limited menu, but we will give you what you would expect in a high-end restaurant right. on the side of a freaking truck in the middle of your workday. Um, and they delivered. I don't know, the stuff I had from the trucks was phenomenal. 
um, including a cupcake truck. Ooh. Oh, I love cupcakes. These were the super gourmet cupcakes. Apparently, yeah. um, the one that was really good uh, ran out before I got there, so I had uh. to settle for the vanilla bottom cupcake with the cookies and cream icing on mm. it, which was still freaking epic. That sounds good. So I'm, I'm wondering just how damn good the other one was yeah. that, <laughs> that ran out. That ran out. They were apologizing that they merely had to give me this godlike cupcake instead. It's like, um, how good was the other one if this is the one you're very sorry you had to give me? So yeah, food trucks can be uh, can be scary. I've seen the kind of, you know, I work at automotive body shops occasionally on their computer networks, and the kind of trucks that pull up there, not the same kind of food truck. Not the same right, kind. Right, right. Um, well, it, when we went to PAX, they had that, uh, the barbecue one that was what, shaped like a pig. Yeah, see, that, that was that one was of the oh, yeah. foodie yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, that was a big one. Is, I was talking and reading up on the guy who was at doing the Indian curry truck, and he actually... He had run a restaurant for years, mm-hmm. but ultimately they fell on hard times and it closed. And within 10 days of it closing, he had learned that the food truck movement existed, acquired and outfitted his truck, and was back to profitability. Wow, in 10 days. Wow. Better than he had been from his from restaurant. restaurant. Wow. He took all of his connections and skills from running a full-scale restaurant so he knew where to get the the stuff from the raw materials, the good yeah. food, and he you know had a chef that he had just laid off. They said, uh, "Hey, you want another job? Come with me, and between us, we will run this truck." And now he's got two trucks, and that's awesome. Loving it. That's really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was one of the administrators I never foresaw. Yeah, but I mean, really taking off. But yeah, it's big. And deal. there's another one we were talking earlier about social media. Mm-hmm. They work heavily with Twitter. So you follow them on Twitter, and they will tweet their location, so you ah. know. Ah, they're a block away. Let's go get a curry. Right, right. Um, so they had another Chinese. So he has, he has one Indian truck and he had one Chinese, and they were there on alternate days. Um, basically, you can do good stir fry out of the back of a. Oh, yeah. And then they had a pizza one that was mocked up like a fire truck. Hmm. To the point where I thought, originally thought it was actually just the local fire, truck. fire department yeah. participating <laughs> in the break and right, right. information. So, no, they were serving pizza. Huh. That's but their, awesome. gim- their gimmick was a, a big red fire truck. So. It was NYPD pizza? No. No. <laughs> I guess that would be more of a cop car. Yeah. Yeah. Paddy wagon. Paddy wagon. Woo! Yeah. That'd be cool. They should do that. Yeah, see. <laughs> this, you get that one for free, Internet. We, all, we know you're listening. Yeah, there you go. Money. Money. <laughs> Dollar sign. <laughs> Money. All right. So, Time Warner Cable has said uh, we don't, <laughs> really don't want high speed internet. That, good to know, because I, I thought I did, but... I did, too, but they said we don't. They so. said we don't. This is their claim now, is we're not providing it because there's really no demand for well, it. Yeah, Basically, we don't want it, really. they quoted saying, they're in the business of delivering what consumers want, and to stay a little ahead of what we think they'll want. We just don't see the need for delivering that to our consumers, she said, referring to gigabit speed internet connections. So... That's awesome. They obviously don't play video games. Because Google uh, Google rolled out its gigabit speed fiber optic service in Kansas City earlier this year. And, and promptly annihilated all of their competitors. Yes. yes. But well, big telcos like Verizon and Time Warner have been slow to match it. In fact, Verizon has frozen expansion of its much slower, much more expensive fiber optic service known as Fios. 
Uh, and experts are believing this reluctance is less to do with lack of customer demand and more to do with protecting high profit margins. Shocking. They're swimming in yeah. money. Yeah, the mm-hmm. amount the companies made, they, they said a study, a study had 97% profit on existing services. Yeah. And Verizon would like to push even more so to go into uh, wireless broadband because they can make even more money. They've, arranged, they they, they've arranged for there yeah. to be even less regulation. Right, right. They basically wrote the regulations for the FCC to rubber stamp, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You got all kinds of exclusions. So the rules should be different for wireless because it's a different internet we're connecting them to. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Ridiculous. F- F- the FCC transparently yeah. and obviously and blatantly has been in the pockets yeah. and run by these big telcos and cable providers for 10, 20 years oh, now. Oh, yeah. It's really it's, it's depressing. To, to behold. Yeah. So, but I mean, luckily, we're, you're also seeing not only Google doing uh, some steps, but even communities themselves are reaching out. So you have places like Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and Chattanooga, Tennessee, internet hubs, obviously, uh, <laughs> have uh, basically stuck their own hands in to get bring good enough speeds uh, onto the municipal networks for all their folks to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Seattle and Chicago are contracting with a company called Gigabit Squared to turn unused fiber optic infrastructure into consumer internet connections. And every time a municipality has gotten involved, the cable companies and the telcos have sued to make yeah. it illegal mm-hmm. for them to deploy anything, and they've successfully crushed dozens of these networks where... Towns and cities were giving away Internet access for free. for free. Right. But, I mean, so far, I mean, even Lafayette and Chattanooga, we're not exactly talking about mass market. Right. Seattle they will, they and Chicago? They will sue them anyway because they want to set oh, the precedent. I, I'm sure they will, but this is a whole different ballgame if you're talking about cities the size of Seattle and especially Chicago. And, and, and cities with, with an attitude like Seattle. Right. Because Seattle is populated by people who are like, Freedom, granola, yeah. sunshine, and, oh, yeah, high technology. Yeah. Right, right. So that might become a battleground where there's enough money up there, there's enough legislators who are not in the pockets of the telcos, and well, they'll make a stand there. And I think Seattle could do that. Chicago's corrupt as hell, but Chicago has a big thing going in its favor. Their mayor is Rahm Emanuel who was the chief of staff for President Obama, who, if they did get this in while he's still in office, can say, hey, look what we did over here. Give us some hand here. Mm-hmm. Get your FS, you know, the FCC office. But I mean, uh, just Chicago, the, the legendary levels of corruption. <laughs> that oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I think you invented it. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. We, we did Possibly. it. Arizona did a good job of, of carrying it yes, over yes. for well, many uh, years. Others, others made per- perfect it, but yeah. the, the invention. Oh, for sure. Um we might credit Italy you know, with, with the germ <laughs> yeah. of, of organized crime, you know, the mafia, but uh, the mob has flourished elsewhere. Yep. That's oh, so no. True. Guess what I hear. I don't know, but it is time for our next break. That's good. Conveniently there. close. Why don't you do one more and I, yeah. will, go, I will have speech oh, with okay. the Arch Nemesis. Sure. sure. We have a. Which other one do we last have? story is. Uh, <laughs> the Spider-Man physics. How oh. real is the superhero? Uh, this so, is a story of some folks in England, I believe, who did a study looking at Spider-Man 2. And if you recall in Spider-Man 2, there's a scene where Doc Ock has made a train go on a runaway path. And Spider-Man 
basically gets on the front of the train mm-hmm. and starts shooting his webs out to, to use it, it to slow it down mm-hmm. before it plummets off a cliff or something. Yeah. I mean, it was there was some destruction to the track, so it was going to fall. So the scientists decided to look at this and do a bit of a mythbuster and say, could spider silk enough of it actually slow, it slow down this enough. down? And they found out, yeah. They it, can. It really can? They can. There's a t- Basically, they went through and studied, okay, well, how much does an R160 New York City subway cars, how much does that weigh? Pack it with 984 people. Comes out to roughly 200,000 kilograms. Uh, they then calculated, said, how fast is this train going? They found it to be about uh, 53 miles per hour. And how much resistance would the track have offered? They said, nah, nothing. So what would it take to stop it? So basically 300,000 newtons, or about 12, towns, 12 times the amount of force exerted by a large American alligator as its jaws snapped shut. Okay. 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 So they looked at that. They basically also uh, considered the relative geometry of the train, the webs, the buildings that are used to anchor the silk. The team calculated amount of stiffness or tensile strength required to hold the train in place without snapping. The value is known as Young Modulus, a measure of stiffness (laughs) in elastic (laughs) materials, and works out to be 3.12 gigapascals. One pascal equals one newton applied over a square meter. Sure. Sure, why not? Anyhow. They're so just making up words now. So basically, they need this amount. So it turns out that orb, we, 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 blah, orb weaving spiders produce silk that ranges in strength from 1.5 to 12 gigapascals. So, yes, Spider-Man actually could have stopped a moving train simply by flinging sticky silk at it. Wow. Very interesting. That's awesome. Know. And in other related Spider-Man Giga news. Stiffness, what? Yeah. Yeah. There's a person at the University of Illinois at Chicago, Victor uh, Matuitze, who's a graduate student there who's making a Spidey Sense suit, which basically has microphones transmitting high-frequency sound waves and monitor waves reflected by nearby objects. When a person or object approaches, the microphone can sense it, and they respond by producing pressure in that area of the suit closest <laughs> to the object. And he's basically envisioning this as something that could help with visually impaired as well as cyclists dealing with road traffic. Wow, that's really cool, actually. I prefer Deadpool. Wait, my common sense is tingling. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's interesting stuff. That's That's kind of neat. A... You know, future is coming now. If you got people walking around like, I knew you were coming. I felt it in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing that low? Which is, what is I probably the There's worst line There's ever. A- now that I think about how I just phrased that. <laughs> oh, Don't wow. clench. Don't clench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that would be good for Italy, apparently. I hear that that's a problem there. People pinching your butt. That's true. That's not a problem. They use that like they use punctuation. <laughs> Exclamation point! Ah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that conveniently brings us to our break. Yeah, you are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio, alphageekradio.com. When we return, your calls. So dust off your copies of Skype, point them at VTW shows, and answer the question: If you were given the stage, the worldwide stage, and all the viewership of TED.com, we're going to do an eighteen-minute TED talk. What would that talk consist of? Dun, dun, dun. We'll be back right after this. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. It's been there the whole time. Oh, I guess we're on the air. Hi. Jis. <laughs> Good to be on the air. Welcome back to Casually Hardcore on Alpha Geek Radio. And yo, historically, when asking people to call in on Skype, it's polite. <laughs> To, to put up signed, Skype? To be, to be signed into Skype. Yeah. Oh. does have an uh, effect on things. <laughs> Stop <laughs> making sense. <laughs> oh. Oh, anyway. So you should shortly be seeing BTW shows popping up on yeah. your screen. So what would your TED topic be? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, my, bro- my brother and I actually had one in the works for Ted U and then just got disconnected during the... Um, during the year and never got around to finishing it off. But the plan had been to just kind of tell the story of our how we became involved in our initial impressions of this odd group of people. Hmm. Um, however, the graphics up on the screens were all going to be Rage Comics. So are you familiar with the, the, the family of Rage Comics? No. Sort of ever expanding. These are standard, standard characters of mostly stick figures and some, and some badly drawn... Um, nice one. Some <laughs> sorry, sorry I was uh, distracted. Um, <laughs> badly drawn stick fingers, and so they have one that's just got a little, very little, got a little line for face, and it's just poker face. And, oh yeah, and yeah I've seen bad those. poker yeah. face, and, right. and the angry one, and yeah, the so yeah, the original rage. rage of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those are, try and use all those as our uh, our backgrounds. Just to see who in the audience recognized it, but didn't get around to it. So, oh, interesting. Hello and welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Hey guys, true. How Hi, you doing? How are you doing today? I am still kicking. Okay. I I, <laughs> okay. Sorry, I thought I had muted the show there. Apparently, I had. Okay. Yep, you are uh, definitely on. No, I thought I had muted the show. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, as far as TED Talks, something I did in my former occupation would be a discussion on, on making programs and software have intelligent error messages and Ooh. why it's important. Intelligent error messages. Right. Okay. How many times have you opened a program, had a crash with something like, like uh, X12-14B-19A k- parse error? Yeah. Like, Okay, what the hell does that mean? Right, right. Ah, got it. Okay, so you wanted to be more descriptive, like stop banging on the escape key, dummy. Or <laughs> more like 
or more of like invalid invalid information in prompt X Ah. or whatever, which is something I was always pounding on uh, engineers for at my previous occupation. I used there used to be a particular product that had a who would pump out a twelve digit error code of hex. And it was like we had basically a chart at our desk. Okay, read me this card. Okay, it's like, okay, it was this system that. Okay, here's what you did wrong. It's like, it's like, it's like when I need a hex chart to figure out your error, what an error message means, it needs to be made simpler. Right, right, for sure. That'd be a good talk, and and actually show some benefit as to what what it means, especially because I've done a lot of help stuff. Cost of tech support. Yeah, I've done a lot of help stuff where you try to get people read an error message to you, and it's like. Pulling teeth usually. Yeah. So yeah, I can. Definitely I forgot get what the error that. message said, and I just hit yeah, X. I just hit OK, but I got an error. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nice. That would All be right. a good talk. I would listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. All right. Thank you. True. We'll talk to you later on. Okay. Let's see. Welcome to Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Hey. Hey, Sean Caster. (laughs) (laughs) So what would your talk be on, Sean? What is your thought? Rude people. Rude people. Rude people. Yes, and I will explain why. I am part of a role-playing, and it's a a nation-states role-playing. It's a bunch of my friends and I. We sit and Skype every couple of days, and we have our meetings. Okay. Last week was the start of my school vacation, and at 1 a.m., because I'm still sitting up awake texting my girlfriend, I get a PM from the, the head DM. I'm his second. I get, so, player X and player Y are being rude to each other, again. And I spend an hour after my girlfriend fell asleep in my room alone ranting about rude people. Wow. <laughs> I just can't stand them. So you'd actually have to work on cutting yours down to 18 minutes. Yeah, so. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> because I did. I spent an hour like ranting to myself. Oh, wow. It got Because it, it's been, yeah, we're high school students, but it's unprofessional. You're supposed to be world leaders. Right, right. You're supposed to know that the person you're being rude to can wipe your entire nation out if they're stronger than you. Ah. ah, so it's more diplomacy that they should be working on versus... Well, maybe that is their diplomacy. Well, no, the problem is, is that they were being rude out of character. Oh, oh yeah. got it. So they're just... And it's gotten to the point where the head DM and I now have a system of if you're rude, we're going to start docking stuff from your country. Nice. So now being rude in character is okay, right? Because last night when we were playing, I was totally rude, <laughs> but that was part of my character. Like if it if it's not if it's rude within your character, like set because as you can see through my Skype, I am playing in the nation of the sentient cloud, oh. and my leader is Cave Johnson. <laughs> so if I were to insult on a technological base, yeah. oh, I'm playing with laser guns, and you're basically rubbing two rocks together. That's in character. That makes sense. But these people are just swearing at each other all uh, the time. Right, right. That doesn't Not work. good. Not so good. Dave Johnson, just, we're done no. here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, well, so your talk would be on rude people. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And how much I hate them. Mean and how much suck. you hate them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, we actually had to talk about that last night at our meeting, and I spent a good 20 minutes talk, 
yelling at them. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, God, that Sean Caster kid is so rude. I know, <laughs> I know right? Well, the sad thing is, is that I go to school with a couple of these people, oh, so I get wow. to yell at them again tomorrow, which will be fun for me, not yeah. for them. Nice. Nice. All right, well, thanks for calling, and uh, thanks for doing the IRC repping for us yeah, today Yeah, thank well. you for jumping in there. Not a problem. It. All right, talk to you later. Slip. Poof. Oh, <laughs> cut him off. How rude. How rude are you? <laughs> You're just a rude guy. So, yeah, we have our Skype lines open. We have Gnomewise chasing after small children. It's a normal day here. It's a normal day, yeah. But <laughs> So what about your TED Talk? What Not, would... I don't know. See, I'd have to give it some real thought. Like right now, what could I actually just go up and talk about 18 minutes for? Probably chivalry. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably go up there and like describe like why just hitting left mouse button over and over again is a really bad idea, and this is why your teammates hate you, and why you know you get killed a lot. So I talk about that. I would talk about the fact that it's really good to bind a, a button, especially if you have a naga mouse like I do, where you can just have twelve buttons on the side. So binding a button for like laughing at people is good because it really throws people off the game or right next to that you can actually have your taunt button too and some of the taunts in the game like the little man at arms guy he runs out and he does some of the best. he goes your wife is a hobby horse <laughs> <laughs> every time my guy says that i just start laughing i love that taunt for some reason that and he goes you're made of pigeon livers and you lack gall <laughs> Like these are the best taunts ever. I'm gonna start using them in MechWarrior Online. I think that's so funny. Or you smell like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's just great. So I mean, right now that's something I could easily talk about, but meaningful because I think not only with the TED talks do you have a, a topic you're passionate about, but I think it has to have some sort of meaning to the rest game. of the world yeah. too. Or not even meaning. I mean, I think that's what you're bringing, but you yeah. have to. It can't just be. I like this. It mm -hmm. should be, I like this, and this is why you should also like this. Mm -hmm. Or this is a, a a mode behind my psyche as to why I like it so much. Um, and maybe it's something you'd be willing to jump into, too. And, and you know, obviously some of the TED Talks are causes as mm -hmm. well that are really a call to arms, a call to doing things. Are we going to swap out here? If you wish. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. We got, I sat down in front of the computer, so now I will switch places. Mm. So I think my TED Talk would probably be, um, I think it would be on empathy. I've always wanted to do a lot I'm not of feeling it. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll do a TED Talk on why you're wrong. Uh, that's right. No, I just, I would love to do a lot of study. I seem... Throughout my life, I've always seemed to be one to know when things are wrong or things are weird or things are off with my friends and my family and just really even just people I just met. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of times where I've like said something and people are like, how did you know that? And I think it has a lot to do with being empathetic really. Yeah. But I'd like to see wh where that comes from and how that comes about because I don't feel like I'm looking for that or that I'm actively, I don't know, sensing anything. It just happens. So I think that would be a really neat Ted talk study. Well, that's the much uh, speculated about and sought after sixth sense idea mm -hmm. is do we really receive emotions from other from other people directly or are we just really good at piecing together all the cues? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Processing it. Deducing, Which basically, being like Sherlock. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Sherlock. 
Sherlock. Sherlock. No, not Sherlock. <laughs> Just like I didn't say, like I said, TED talks earlier too, and people were confused. Why by are you putting your microphone down to your breasts? What? <laughs> do they have something to say? They're empathetic. They're Nanny. empathetic. <laughs> <laughs> they want to do a TED talk. Right. Nanny or Mo? I yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. I mean, because a lot of times you, you somebody will say, "What's wrong with you?" and "How did you know something was wrong?" Well, I just had a feeling, but that feeling a lot of you. time could be, "Well, your shoulders were a little slumped. You, your voice was You're a pitch lower." Yeah. yeah, it's just a lot of little things that taken individually may not mean it, but if you sum it together and if you're subconsciously summing it into a feeling, yeah. quote mm-hmm. unquote, maybe that's uh, you know, how can you train that? I guess. Yeah, exactly. All you need to do now is go do. 25 years of research, <laughs> publish a paper. I'll get, be dead in 25 years. Get a doctorate. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, we're relying on some of the people who give TED Talks to make us live forever. Oh, that's true. Yeah. There's some of the, there weren't as many uh, purely medical ones this year. There wasn't a guy who was using a 3D printer to print a kidney last year. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Pretty freaky. Hmm. Um, but nothing... nothing Big scale like that, and and from medical industry, at least unless it was one of the the sessions that I missed, of which there were many this year. There was a lot of running around and putting out of fires and fixing of iOS devices. Mm. Yeah, curse you, Apple. (laughs) As we for inventing an entire industry that we thrive off of. Exactly. Right. Right. But I'm not bitter. So. What? Nothing. You're giving each other the look. No, I'm just trying. I'm I'm still thinking. I mean, like I said, my my TED Talk right now is just more what's on my mind. So I think it would be something I have to give, like, actual thought Thought to. Like, you know, I think you could do an interesting TED Talk on, like, role-playing. I think that's a a big untapped area in terms of both using imagination. Why it's it's not weird. And, and, yeah, and jumping into, you know, it's, I mean, it's it's acting without an audience, basically. Pretty much. A lot of the time. Well, or the audiences your, are your friends. Oh, your friends, your yeah, but they're also players. but they're also actors as well. So you're just acting for other actors. I guess the DM is the audience then. Yeah. In a sense, in a the sense. audience apparently is also God in this case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the meteor falls on your character. Yeah, kills him forever. No res uh, possible. Go home. God sucks. God sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have done what I didn't want you to. Right. Exactly. Right. Um. So. I'm not sure if you were in on the uh, the gaming group that I've, I've heard the stories told of. Um, I think not who was DMing. Somebody was DMing and had this huge encounter planned out. Basically, a dwarven aircraft. Oh yeah, oh, I've heard this story a million times. <laughs> yeah. And the players basically, through rolling some very important crits at just exactly the right moment, just at the very beginning, just sank it. Yeah. Just obliterated this thing. And yeah. the DM just like, took an entire three-ring binder of stuff, so, okay, set it aside, and yeah. moved on. <laughs> Hours of work and preparation. And God. And the in- well, yeah. Boom. I mean, that, you could almost do a d- TED Dog on that about giving your players the right amount of power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, maybe giving them tactical nuke fireballs that can, you know, sink an aircraft carrier mm-hmm. might not, not be the best idea. Or you need to make your aircraft carrier, like, Fireball proof. Right. <laughs> Fire Oops. does not affect this yeah. aircraft. Like it's yeah. shielded to that. I mean, I think, you know, if I had done that much work on something, I would have used some 
wand of plot, plot device and say, <laughs> well, the shield, let me just write that down, the comes up and device. flings that fireball away or something. Mm. I mean, yeah, you have to, yeah, you have absolutely. to adjust. And, you know, DMing, they even did uh, panels at last year's PAX, PAX on, on that, DMing, yeah. which was interesting. I mean, it was a lot of people that just kind of were just DMs. I don't know how experienced they were but they i mean obviously had run a lot of games themselves yeah and so it you know it's a lot of it's adjusting to well, there's a great demotivational poster out there which is you know your campaign two minutes after uh letting your players have a little leeway it's just basically this aircraft in a flaming flat spin yeah don't do it just yeah don't do it well and there was a lot of interest at the at that panel there was a lot of interesting contradictions on how one person dm versus the other mm-hmm. so it was it's neat i think that would be a neat truthfully when it comes to role playing you could have a hundred tech talks about sure. it. you could have the um the social aspect of it because you know people always think that nerds don't you know talk to each other right. or they're awkward or whatever but Role playing, really. I we, mean, we talk to each other. We just talk to each other in our own language. Exactly. Yeah. And then when we started role playing, I mean, we kept we did it every two weeks. So we kept in touch with our friends from college every two weeks. Yeah. A lot it's, of people don't do per- that. Perfectly beautiful excuse to get together and mm-hmm. see each other. Yeah, and yeah. we got some role playing done, but we got a lot of chatting done and catching yeah. up done and drinking done, and you know. So I think there's. Well, so we got together to, to play some D and D. Right. 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 <laughs> exactly. The um. I was telling you guys before the show I had the the idea because t- no, there's Ted. There's technology, entertainment, design. Right, mm-hmm. Ted. So we need to develop the Ned Talks, which was the nerds entertaining dorks talks. Yes. <laughs> where we have Ted Talks that speak to our tribe. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, a comedy troupe uh, out of Halifax apparently has already done Ned Talks, uh. which is their, their comedic take on it, which is basically talks given by people with no knowledge in their subject matter. Oh. So instead of ideas worth spreading, it's, it's worthless ideas not yeah. worth attending to. <laughs> uh, they already used Ned, but I, I personally don't care. I'll use no, Ned. No, I like other Ned. 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 actually, they just used Ned because it sounded like Ted. Ours actually you know, stands for something. Stands for right. something. Nerds entertaining dorks. dorks. I like yeah. that. Or educating dorks or whatever. Educating, yeah, exactly. Edumacation. Edumacating <laughs> dorks. Exciting dorks. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> We're talking about... Um, Firmness ratings earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pascal's. Newts. How many? It's equal to one how newt. Many, how many? How <laughs> many newtons and pascals in your uh, pocket? Dork. <laughs> Is that twelve newt. newtons in your pocket? Or are you just happy to uh, just happy to bend me? Yeah, exactly. Boy. Oh God! Yeah, those would be good though. We yeah, do five minute Ned talks. Yeah, I think I think you can do. That's about uh, as long as you can keep the hyperactive like us. Uh, yeah. on one topic. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I think we're pretty good at going all over and if over we're passionate about it, ad nauseum on some talks. Yeah, if we're passionate about it, <laughs> we should forbid certain topics like right. Star Wars or Star Trek. Yeah, Galaxy Fire, Quest. Firefly, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, any any movie that has attained Fifth cult element, status, right, we should right. probably. <laughs> no, 
No, I mean, uh, count I, to ten. And I think we already—I mean, we already have nerd, nerd Ned talks in that those are the panels that you go to at any convention. Oh, exactly. Pretty well, much, yeah. A lot of times, I like well, well, we we do a two-hour Ned talk every Sunday, right? Exactly, four p.m. Eastern. Exactly, and you know, so, you know again, it's a wide open thing because there's a lot of different geekiness out there. There's a yeah. lot of things to be into that are. Gaming, role playing, any of this stuff. There's a huge swath of uh, options. I would also be curious to see just how quickly we would get a cease and desist from Ted. Oh yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't want to do that. No, you... I, I would never get invited. Back. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you want to go to Vancouver? Possibly. Since I'm told it's very nice. I visited mm-hmm. it once many years ago. At least the the city it was still stands out in my mind as one of the cleanest and most nicely maintained cities hmm. I've ever seen. Just have to watch out for grizzly bears. Apparently. Yeah. We're opening a store in Vancouver. It'd well, be nice to go open that. There you go. <laughs> 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 a little rave action. They, they have raves in Vancouver? That's <laughs> 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 no, just how she rocks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not at work. <laughs> yeah. As soon, as soon as that name badge comes off. That's one of the more interesting moments of the groups we work with. There's a group from the actual company that runs Ted out of New York. They typically come in, they're very much all business and reserved. And then they had the, one of the last parties of the conference and saw one of the women from New York body surfing the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> stage diving and wow. body surfing. And like, apparently they do let their hair down yeah. occasionally. She was rocky at the crowd go. She was up on stage pumping her arm, getting the crowd going. One false run of the crowd and... Full body, full full crowd wow. dive, and surfed all the way to the back, and was brought all the way back to the stage. Wow, that's awesome! Okay, like, apparently testers know how to party. Mm-hmm. I hadn't, I wasn't thinking about going in the mosh pit because I'm over forty, um, and yet crowd surfing New Yorkers. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, good thing that they, you know, if you're really serious, it's always nice to unwind. Sure, I think personally, for sure. <sighs> I'm sure. I don't know. You would do fine in the mosh pit. You'd be a target. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't be here. See? I'd be hospitalized. You're like, that dude's big. I'm slamming into him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, what, no, what happens <laughs> is if I try and, and stage dive, yeah. everyone just gets the hell like, God, yeah. he's coming. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> Timber. Gojira. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so, no. Yeah. Ain't happening. But anyway. Oh, that my brings goodness. us sliding into home. That's right. For, yeah, I used a sports reference. I even used it correctly. correctly yeah. That's awesome. Good job. What did Ted do to my Impressive. brain? I, I need a video game. Stat! <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. There's two hours of your life. You simply will not get back. Now, shortly you'll get a double dose on your RSS feed because I'll get your guys' from last week and this one posted in short order. Cool. Um, everyone should be migrated to the new and improved server on the new RSS feed just in case I posted a fake episode to the old, un, now unupdated RSS feed that says, hi, if you're hearing this, uh, you've got the wrong RSS feed and come to this new location. So if you're getting, if for some reason you're listening live and but not also getting your updates, um, come to alphageekradio.com. See, your breasts do want to talk. <laughs> Sorry about that. That lovely, <laughs> soft sound you all just heard was the mic attempting to molest. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He 
no one was even touching it. Welcome, hey. to, <laughs> welcome to Tip Talk, yes. Nice. We're going to uh, need a second microphone, though. <laughs> what? Crazy. Uh, I digress. Gravity is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. You have been listening to Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, for more lunacy of exactly this type. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Grail. And I've been Dexa. And we are... Wow, they're actually waiting for it. Out of here. We're still on. (laughs) (laughs) See, 11th hour gets in there and screws it up. Screws it all up. (laughs) Good night, Gracie. Bye-bye, radio people.